Welcome to Our Brooklyn Bites, episode seven or eight. Oh, uh, this is some quiz. Yes, you're asking. I want to know if you're keeping track. If I'm counting, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say seven. I think you're right. Hmm. Well, where do we want to kick things off today? Well, what, you, what have you been up to this week? Um, let's see. I finally did update my iPad. It is now on 8.1. Oh, okay. Welcome to 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured it was time. I figured whatever issues there are going to be, I might as well just bite the bullet and, yeah. you know, experience it. Well, have, have, well, you have an older iPad, right? Yeah, I have a third generation iPad. So the first one with Retina. Mm. So it's, how many, four? No, three behind, right? I think... I think it was three, four, yeah, so. and then Air. Right, and now Air 2. Air 2, okay. So, so yes, there's three, there's three models between, or two models between mine and the current one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, still good. Um, ran into a couple of weird things with some music apps, but I think once I updated the apps, it seemed to clear up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, a, had an issue. Did you there. install any of those third-party keyboards? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, curious. Now we talked about that whole um, what do you call it? The swipe kind of keyboard right. for the iPad. Yeah, and the the free one doesn't work. So I was wondering if you tried. But if you do, let me know. Yeah, I'm gonna try that out next. I'm gonna see where that goes. Um, cool. and let's see what else we got. We got um, I guess as um, uh, sort of a, in the vein of updates. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I I did. Um, I think you did an update too. My PlayStation 4, the big 2.0 update right. that everyone's been going crazy for. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of negative for some folks. Oh, I don't know. I, I, To me, it's... All these updates, I don't even... Like, this is finally an increment number upgrade. Yeah. It's not like a one point... It's a whole number upgrade. Yeah, and so I was expecting this major drastic... Well, I guess not major drastic, but, you know, decent change from right. last... It's been out a year now. And I don't see anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change the color of your background of the main screen. Right. Well, that's, that's one thing. They support themes. Like, what the hell? Well, I think, uh, but you know, I think it seems like that's a feature you want because I think you saw some Sega themed um, PlayStation desktop kind of view. Uh, like, I think there was one. Oh, yeah, yeah. From Genesis. For, for PS3, there was like a, uh, like a nicely done, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Sega theme. And you were like, oh, where do I get that? How do I get that? And it's like, oh, it's for PS3 only. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. They So they have two... So you can change it. There's six different colors now. You can change the background. Yeah, the, by default, right? That's one option. And mm-hmm. then the second thing, there's two themes that you can pick. Right. And the themes are like uh, rotating squares or something as opposed to the like little blob effect that's mm-hmm. going on. I forget what the other one is, <laughs> but... Um, so I, I said, well, let me test this out. And I put it on and it changes the background. But w- as soon as you change the menu from the default, you know, the default menu, yeah. it defaults back to the blue, that old original blue screen, you know? Hmm. So the theme is only for that one screen where you see your uh, feed right. for your PlayStation. So I don't know. It's the whole thing is kind of, it seems pretty bad uh-huh <laughs> i don't know pretty you're, you're not very happy with the whole the look of the feed on the ps4 i think the i think that feed is awful it reminds me of facebook and myspace 
Well, yeah, it seems like it's like a, it's almost like a tumbler. It's like thing. sloppy. I don't know. I don't. It's not. I like everything clean and neat. A little more organized. Yeah. Mm. It's. I don't know. It looks messy to me. So, but the one thing they did was nice was they changed the whole um, icon layout. So the recently played games are still going to be on top that you can scroll across. Mm-hmm. But then beyond like the, the last eight games you've played, you can now go into your library. And then in your library will display every game you own. Mm-hmm. And you can select games from there. So I don't think that was there before because I never really owned that many games to begin with. But I noticed it now, so it might be part of the 2.0 upgrade. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with a lot of these designs, it seems, that they, you know, they're interesting or they try, they go for a design that they think is going to be functional. But once you start having 10, 20, 30 games, you know, mm-hmm. or more, it seems like they don't, they don't scale well. They don't scale up with like a very large library. But, right. you know, I guess they're still tweaking that, that system. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know, as far as the, the PS4 upgrade, I don't know what other changes were made behind the the scenes yeah um they, i think they did some add some kind of sharing feature mm-hmm. i don't i don't do a whole lot a lot of that but right i, I think know. well i think the other thing was new new media support was added right which yeah so we play me like three files now and which we tested and did not work well yeah <laughs> so we tried to see if um some video files you know were going to be played back better and um I guess the first issue that we ran into there was that that the files that I brought along were so you, you were plugged stored. in an external drive that you had. Yeah, yeah, but of course that external drive is formatted in NTFS format because I've got some large media files on there, and if you're going to stick with FAT32, you're limited to four gigs still, four gig file size. Um, so that doesn't really work well. So they plug, we plugged the drive in, and right away it said, you know. Can't can't use the, the the media on this drive because it's you know in an unrecognizable file uh, file system. Yep. So useless. Yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll I'm going to read the, the notes and see what they actually support. If they supported XFAT, which is kind of an extension on FAT32, that you know would be usable because that's that does away with those limitations and it's it's closer to to the reasons why you would use NTFS. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I guess I guess we'll have to just try that out. Very few devices seem to support XFAT. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much. I've ever seen that as a selection, but I don't know too many mm-hmm. like players that rec- use it. I don't know. Right. All right. Well, you did play something on your PS4, though, when you fired it up, right? Well, I guess since I turned it on, you know, <laughs> I had to, like, blow the dust off it, uh-huh. turn it on, and... And then I noticed, oh, I have Spelunky. I forgot I had that game. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, so what was that experience like? I, well, I have it on Xbox, but I, I, you know, I, I played it when I first got it, and I haven't played it in a while. So I, I gave mm-hmm. it another shot, and it just reminded me of how much I don't like that game. And I don't. I, I think I think it's just, it's a horrible game. I don't know. <laughs> horrible is really harsh. I, it is harsh. It maybe it's. Uh, let me, well, let me explain. While it's har- I, I okay. think it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't like these games that you just die instantly. Mm-hmm. I don't see the fun in that. I don't see the fun with, especially a game that's randomized because it's everything's just chance. And then on top of the chance, you you can die like at the dumbest thing, and uh-huh. it's like, oh, okay, I just played up to level three, and now I'm dead. I have to start over. So you don't you don't I, find it challenging. You don't I find don't. it like no. I find it extremely frustrating and and really irritating. Uh huh. I don't find it. I want to like that game too because I love the music. 
I like the graphics, the style, mm. and, and I do like the the gameplay is good. Even the concept of it is interesting. Yeah, it's fun. It seems like a fun game, but I, every time I start playing, I just get really annoyed and want to just toss my controller at, at the wall. And this game is pretty hot, though. I mean, it's um, it's getting ported to a lot of different systems, apparently, because yeah. it's it's doing pretty well. And um, this whole style of game, even, is kind of uh, in a resurgence at the moment. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I, I wish I could. I don't know. How about you? You play it? I have it on PC. I haven't put any time into it, mm, though. I picked I'm it up curious. on one of those I, I wonder awesome sales. If, like, I'm curious, like, some of the older, like people who grew up on, you know, older generation of games, mm-hmm. what they think about it. I don't know if it's just like, you know, the newer generation can tolerate that stuff better. Maybe I'm just like old and cranky. <laughs> and I, <laughs> well, I don't know, but I mean, I played like through that game um, with the six V's. What is it? V-V-V-V? <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't know. <laughs> and that game's like really hard, but yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with that game. That, that game so that's cool. totally different because that is a seriously hard game. And yet... You're, you were drawn to it, and you really enjoyed it. I did. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Spelunky, I, I start playing it, and like 10 minutes later, I'm like screaming at the game. This well, game is horrible. I hate yeah. this game. <laughs> Maybe the difference is because the other game, like VVVVVVV, yes. I'm going to stick with two Vs to indicate that game. Okay, VV. <laughs> well, a game like that, you're, you know... It is difficult, and you're 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 giving multiple chances to keep your trying, but you don't lose your whole game. Like it's not game over as soon as you're dead. You're just kind of put back to the last checkpoint. It's an instant and, checkpoint, and yeah. you're and you're allowed to just continually retry until you can progress. True. A game like Spelunky, it's like you know one life and it's over, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know you're done. And there's no and yeah right. So we're like in VV, it's all predetermined stages, and everything's patterned. Mm-hmm. So once you memorize a pattern, you can kind of refine your timing and everything to, right. get, to get through a level. So that's another difference. It's it's it is designed. It's not procedural mm-hmm. like uh, a game like Spelunky would be, where it's randomized every time and you don't know what you're going to get. Um, so maybe maybe you do like those games where you know memorization is a factor. I guess so. I Even guess. it's not the difficulty that's putting you off in those situations. I wish there was. An option in Spelunky to just give yourself, like, continues or, like, mm. eight lives or something, just so I can, like, see what the other boards look like. Uh-huh. Call it, like, wimpy mode or something, you know? I guess so. I think some of these games do insult you for making it easier. Yeah, well, I just assume that. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is this, there, there's definitely this, this movement of, you know, are you hardcore enough to play this game or... <clears throat> you know, like even a game like um, like Demon Souls on PS3 kind of kind of invigorated that style of gameplay where it's like brutally hard, really extremely difficult. And I guess certain types of players really take to that and really enjoy the challenge. You know, it's a challenge to themselves to see, hey, can I get good at a game that's this difficult and punishing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I guess there's there is a, definitely a, a factor there. That, or at least an audience that is being, like, appealed to with this type of game. Um, but I don't know. I think I think certain certain game genres go that way. I mean, like, obviously the dungeon crawler. It goes back to that to the original that game Rogue, and that's it spawned this whole genre of roguelikes. Yeah. You know, games that are like Rogue that, you know, you just, you have one chance and that's it. It's one life. Mm-hmm. And um, the randomness is is definitely part of that whole thing 
people like the, you know, the random dungeons because, you know, it keeps the game fresh mm-hmm. for, for those type of players. Um, but what do you think about a game like, um, I don't know, what's, what's an old game that you think you, you, would, you enjoy the difficulty on? Is there anything else in that category? I mean, I played through some pretty tough NES games like Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. Golgo 13, even Deadly Towers, but I kind of cheated on that a little bit. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know, like, I, those were hard, frustrating games, and, you know, those raised my blood pressure up pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> but I could just because I had more time on my hands, so maybe I wasn't as frustrated as I am now mm-hmm. when I play them. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a game myself that that would fall into that category for me, where it's like really tough and hard and annoying, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I prefer games that really just challenge my reflexes rather than my my ability to memorize patterns. I think that that is more interesting to me. It's like Dragon's Lair, or well, Dragon's Lair Did is all that? memorization, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I, I I don't find that game very fun to as play. As a game, I love that game though. But yeah, it's, it's leave something out of this world or another world. Yeah, it's another memorization type of game. Never got into those Prince as much. Of Persia. Well, those I liked. I, I liked uh, to me that had an aspect of exploration too that that appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll have to think about that one a bit. Um. Mega Man was one that really Eesh. burned me as, you know, like, just in terms of any time I've tried to play any of those games, it was just never a rewarding experience. It has a lot of instant deaths. Mm-hmm. And those type of games, I don't know, I just, I don't find those fun. Mm-hmm. Especially with those disappearing bricks. And I love Mega Man, and I, mostly because of the characters. But um, I just don't find them fun to play. Right. And like Mega Man 9 and 10, I was so excited to get those when those came out. And um, I got like one level in. I'm like, I hate this game. <laughs> I don't like Even Mega the new Man. Ones were that tough, huh? They're hard. They're harder, I think, than the originals. Because hmm. I've played through, I think, every single one. Uh, I think I've done X1 also, X2 maybe. I don't know about X2 or X3, but um, the 9 and 10 were like, it was just every single scene was, was felt like that endurance test, you know? Right. Hmm. Well, I think I remember you mentioning uh, a game like M Plus. Oh, N Plus, right? I think I think that was yeah. pretty tough at times, but you're, you're like, you know, so somehow N+ that made the cut. Like, well, that's an know. example of more like VV, where you had to, you pretty much knew the basic level layout, and if you died, you instantly respawned. You know, in that mm-hmm. same level. So you can just keep repeating it over. But some of those stages are really hard in that game, too. Yeah. I did play that a bit, I too. I think there's still, like, four or five stages I never completed in that game. Hmm. I think I played the PSP port more than any other. And I, I think I played it on DS. But this should be the same, right? I guess. I got, a, I got a, up to a certain point. I don't think I ever actually finished it or, you know, I don't really know where the game ends. But for some reason, I did stop playing it. But I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I think I would probably try that again. I would like the other versions of that game. Hmm. So I don't know. I think this is an open question to be explored further. Like why these games are <laughs> annoying yet fun in some in some cases. Yeah, right? Hmm. We'll come back to this discussion some other time. <laughs> right. Um, so actually, I, I did want to bring up another game. 
uh, CGE Adventures. Oh, yeah, right. So that's from a previous episode. Yeah, we talked about it on our, our video, our CGE video, where we yeah. uh, where I mentioned that I picked up a copy at the convention. So big announcement this week, or last week. Uh, yeah. that It's now free. Right. Free download. Free, well, yeah, so <laughs> if you still want to buy the cart, you know, you can still buy it and sure. get the nice booklet, nice case. It's definitely worth, if you're a collector, to pick that up. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to mess around with the the game, and or if you just want to, if you buy the the box and you want to keep it nice in your you know in your collection, you don't want to pull the game out, just download the ROM. Mm-hmm. It's, it's free. It used to be, I think, five or or ten or something like that to download, but now they've just gave it out free download. Nice. So so try- just Google, um, I think CGE Adventures, and it comes up. Yeah. Link. So I guess that'll work on the emulator of your choice, or yep. Or if you have a 2600 flashcard, you can use it on that as well. Right, yeah, because I mean, not everyone... So that's my problem with these homebrews. Not everyone has a working 2600. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, someone like me, I mean, I do, but I just, I don't like hooking it up to my TV. Mm-hmm. So I look for these ROMs because I, I do want to play some of these old home, these new homebrews. But um, I need a ROM. <laughs> <laughs> no one, they don't always sell them. Yeah. Mm, just... Well, luckily... In this case. In this case. It's freely available now. Sure. Um, and I guess we'll also talk about another follow-up to a previous topic. Um, yes. This, this new... Well, we talked about new phones and new tablets and so on mm. that were released. Mm-hmm. So I guess as a follow-up to that, we've got news of a new, a new droid phone that's out or uh, available now. Yeah, yeah. And this is... Uh, for those the, five people out there <laughs> looking for droid news. Well... There isn't much else news this week, so... There is the... Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if you're if you're on Verizon, this is of interest. It's only Verizon. Verizon yeah. Wireless, yeah. It's the Droid Turbo. Mm-hmm. Right? This is uh, the new megaphone. There's always a new one, right? Always upping the ante, but... Uh, They're always one, like, oh, you can get rid of that iPhone, old iPhone 6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it does surpass uh, some of the specs of the iPhone 6. It's got a 21 megapixel camera. That's astounding. 21 megapixels. I remember when I had a 4 megapixel digital camera. My first camera was 1.2 megapixel. That's like that's like a webcam now. It was awesome back then. I was like, wow, this is the amazing technology. Not even. It's like, what is that, VGA quality? I think it's a little better than VGA, like one tiny. Mm-hmm. Half a megapixel better. One pixel better. <laughs> yeah, one pixel. Uh huh. So I, I don't know. Those megapixel numbers are kind of they're they're kind of skewed. It's and... pretty extreme because I think the iPhone six plus has what an eight megapixel camera. Well, that's the thing, and it's it's really it's not about megapixels. Yeah. It's how the software and the and the hardware works together. There is a lot more to it than yep. just the numbers and the the, the hardware, right? Mm-hmm. But. Um, it's pretty astonishing that there is that much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, even in other aspects of the device. I mean, there's um, this is supposedly now a quad-core uh, 2.7 gigahertz processor in there. And if you want to compare it to the iPhone, it, it's the iPhone's got a dual-core 1.4 gigahertz. Oh, really? It's only dual? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, still. I mean, the graphics is a quad-core, but... The actual oh, main CPU okay. is still dual. I didn't know there were differences. Yeah, well, it's a bundle. It's huh. it's part of the same chip. Um, 
but you know, there's different, there's different components in there for, for each. So I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, I think after having an Android phone for two years and, and having, you know, sort of having compared the specs and so on, mm-hmm. it becomes more apparent though, that the specs are not everything, you know, obviously the, the OS and the experience of using the phone really matters a lot more than just, you know, what, what kind of hardware it's tied to. Sure. Um, but the other thing that comes but, you know, these are still interesting things, interesting trends to see where, where these devices are going. Um, the other thing that was mentioned about this device was like the ridiculous battery that it's got. 48 hours somehow. <laughs> right. So that's, it's actually 48 hours. That 48 hours number is the talk time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of cheating, though. Well, I, you know, there's different numbers depending on what you do I mean, with the standby phone, time, I guess, would be even longer then. Right, right. But, I mean, that is pretty impressive still. I mean, my, my cordless house phone mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't even do that. You don't think you could stay on the phone for a continuous two <laughs> if, days? If I get an hour, I'm lucky <laughs> on that thing. That is crazy. And and also, the, the, uh, the screen resolution on this thing... It's a 5.2-inch screen, but it's got Quad HD, right? Now, when they say Quad HD, what they really mean is um, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of four 720p screens. That's what they're really saying. So it's, it's a 2560 by 1440 resolution mm. of the screen. So in other words, this phone has the same resolution as your iMac. Same screen resolution. But yet, yeah, smushed down. Smushed down to uh, 5.2 inches. Mm. Instead of 27. Is Big that difference. good? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it matters. Well, I, I mean, years old, I'm not sure. Honestly, I think there's a point of diminishing returns where you can make it that much better and it, it doesn't really become that much more apparent. Everybody's really hung up on PPI, you know, the pixel density. But again, it really depends on what you want to do with your phone. I want to make phone calls. That's a good. That's a good starting point. <laughs> I want to text somebody. Okay, I what think else? most phones have got you covered. Uh, take take a picture. All right. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, maybe send a picture through a text while making a phone call. Hmm. <laughs> you know that might be a problem for this phone because really? I've heard I've heard that simultaneous voice and data is not enabled on this phone. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually can't do that. Damn. <laughs> You're saying I have to wait for the next one now? You've busted this phone. Damn. Well, I All think right. I think it's, they said that it's coming in a software update. Oh, okay. Or actually when they enable uh, voice over, you know, LTE support. But they don't have that currently. Oh, well. Yeah. It's not quite as, as impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm returning my, my droid. I'm yeah. bringing it back. Uh, you don't have a droid. You're not getting one. I actually... Mm, I have one for work. <laughs> right. Okay. But I use an iPhone, so. But that's that's not, you know, by choice. No. Hmm. All right. Well. Interesting. Super phones aside, I think we had something else on the Yeah. This, well, there was an article that came out this week about the Dolphin emulator. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, do you know about this emulator? So the Dolphin emulator, I don't know a whole lot, so you probably know more than me, mm-hmm. but I, I know that Dolphin was the code name for, uh, GameCube, right? Right. So the the Nintendo GameCube before it was called GameCube, they that used to call the, it Codename Dolphin. That was the project name, right? Yeah. And um, so a lot of the times when they come up with these code names, 
these emulators adopt those, they always adopt like the code name or a processor name or something mm-hmm. like Stella on the Atari. And, um, there's another one that uses the code name. Yeah. Um, Project Reality? No. That was, uh, that was That's kind the, of the code name for the N64. N64. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, I was thinking of that. Was the uh, is that the Wii? I think uh, that was the Wii. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, better name than the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> but so the Dolphins uh, emulator, I don't remember it running that well on my computer. I mm-hmm. haven't tried it a lot, but. What do they say now? They're saying that it's well, open new, source now? Well, it's always been an open source project. Okay. It's been around uh, probably, I'm going to say, about six years. And um, apparently they've had like a, a big breakthrough this this um, past few months. They have a new team member uh, that's con- been contributing to the project. Uh, you know, since it is open source, there's a it's a collaborative effort. There's a lot of different people on the team that do different things. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a new female contributor. Uh, she goes by the handle Fiora Eterna. Mm. That's her, uh, screen name, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, she joined the project to, uh, imp- and, and by, you know, being on the team for only two months has improved the, uh, the CPU performance tremendously. I think they're seeing, uh, a 26% boost initially, and then they got like another 16% a month later. Nice. So um, apparently, she specializes in in converting the the uh, PowerPC uh, code that GameCube and Wii games run on into right, the x eighty six code that PCs use. Because the starting with GameCube mm-hmm. and the Wii and the Wii U is still based on the GameCube kind of architecture. Very similar, and they're it's all, all PowerPC based. Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to x eighty six, which is what the current gen uh, Xbox One and PS4 are based on. Right, and, you know, and PCs and, PCs, and, and Intel Xbox. processors in general and, yeah. and Macs so it's as well. a little easier, in theory, I guess, to emulate something that's based on x86 than PowerPC. It would be. It would be, right. Like if the it, Mac, so that Mac would be native code. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they have to translate the code to get it to run. And this is basically how a lot of emulators work. Yeah. So they, that's I guess that was this, this little stumbling block they had, just optimizing the code a bit and... Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, just kicked in quite a bit of effort. And I've I've used this emulator uh, myself a few times, and it's it's pretty decent. I mean, I'd say this is one of the emulators that actually improves on the original uh, console that it's emulating. Wait, now did you try it recently, or is this like within the last year? But I haven't okay. I haven't I haven't applied these updates yet. Okay, oh, all right, yeah. So I'd be one. curious to see how because you works. have a pretty decent computer. Yeah, I have, a, I have a decent gaming PC. Um, I actually did play some some GameCube stuff on there recently. What'd you play? Um, <laughs> well, it's a, probably an unexpected choice. It's a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. Smash! You were playing <laughs> Smash Bros. That's actually not true. <laughs> it's actually not the game that I was thinking of. Um, I played a game called Metal Arms. Oh, all right. I've actually uh, heard of it. I don't think yeah. I've played it. Full title is Metal Arms, A Glitch in the System. It's a little... It was a multi-platform game. I think it came out for um, for the original Xbox and for PS2 at the time, and GameCube as well. Mm. And <clears throat> I have... A, uh, the PS2 emulator is actually pretty decent, but uh, the game does look better on GameCube, so I did want to try it on that instead. 
and the the performance was always pretty good. I mean, this is one of the games that did run well already, and um, I was really astonished. Now, the reason why would you want to play this? I mean, I have I have the game, and I have I still have my GameCube, I still have a Wii, but why would I want to? Why would I prefer to play this on a PC instead? And there's a bunch of different reasons, I guess. Because you like to play your games on a modern LCD TV <laughs> in 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Um, that is the number one reason, right? <laughs> Does anybody wake up and say to themselves, this is what I want to do? I don't know. <laughs> Um, honestly, the the game just looks better than it does on the original hardware. I hate to say it, but I know I know some people are not down Impossible. with that kind of a thing. How is that possible? Well, for one thing, because it's a three D rendered game, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is this isn't a situation where you have sprites that are being stretched into resolutions that they weren't made for. This is a situation where you're just drawing lines and filling them with textures and things like that. So. The effect of playing on a PC is that you're now running this game that was originally, you know, running at 640 by 480 on on the original hardware. Now it's running at, you know, whatever my, the resolution of my desktop is, which is, in my case, it's 1920 by 1200. Um, so it's quite a big jump up. And, you know, you also get to apply all the modern techniques of, of a normal, you know, of a real graphics card behind it. You know, pretty common techniques, um, texture filtering and things like that. And overall, the game looks really great and runs at a full 60 frames per second where it might not have on the original hardware. You also get nice things like save states and, you know, you don't have to worry about finding a checkpoint if you want to quit. You just take a snapshot of the game and shut it down and then resume right where you left off the next time you play. So, yeah, it's definitely got some advantages there. Yeah, I'm noticing, I'm reading up a little bit about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're saying some of the changes, as for example, Sonic Colors now runs 39% faster. I guess this is emulation speed. Well, yeah, they're they're basically saying that it, they, the original games didn't run as well as they could have. Okay. So as a result of these new optimizations. So this is what, yeah, this is what she's done. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 is 103% faster. Mm-hmm. F-Zero GX 110% faster. Last Story, 38%, and Xenoblade Chronicles, 40% faster. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yes. I mean, certain certain games ran well already, but depending on what kind of features they had, um, they would benefit from the type of changes that, that were made to improve emulation here. <clears throat> it's pretty impressive. Um, and some of these games were on my list of games to play, so... It's certainly. a good thing you waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting around forever. So you think the same things will happen with ColecoVision games and Atari? <laughs> I'm going to put it on. Like, the pixels are going to be more dithered and You're going to have, you're gonna have like, a 3D ColecoVision at some point. Yeah. You're going to be, like, in the game. Uh, yeah, I, well, it's different. It's different for sprite-based systems and yeah. for, for older 8-bit it's and 16-bit. It's not based on, like, mathematics and polygons. Yeah, they've got a different set of issues. I suppose. It's it's interesting, her story. It says that she, uh, that that girl, Fiona, or Fiora, mm-hmm. um, she got started with an emulator at 10 years old. She discovered this Game Boy emulator. And that's where she wanted to, because she wanted to play Pokemon, and she couldn't afford the game. So she had to play it on an emulator. And then that's how she got into learning to program. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own inspirations. It's pretty cool. Yeah, might as well. Um, I mean, that's the nice thing about these projects. Like, I guess, you know, you can sort of throw your weight into it and, um, you know, make it make it improve it if, if possible. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to check that out because I don't have that emulator installed. Mm-hmm. If if even I don't even know if it, they updated for Mac anymore, but I have to check. Yeah, I'm so not... the, the Wii emulator runs pretty decent, but GameCube, I don't know. Well, it's really it's it's an extension of the same system, so it, yeah, right. Uh huh. So it probably runs even better now. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's probably because um, a couple of these games that are mentioned, Last Story and Xenoblade, these are those are Wii games. Oh, okay. Yeah trying to think i have for gamecube i still have my gamecube games i don't have a gamecube anymore mm-hmm. but uh hunter the gathering did you play that one uh hunter i think hunter the reckoning oh yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> right yeah the reckoning <laughs> i think i did try that one actually on you the did? emulator yeah there yeah. was some there were some issues with it a little bit of slowdown mm. so that would be a good one to try out just to see if it got any better uh yeah that was that was on my list believe it or not that's funny. That's a pretty good game. It's tough so, to play. It's that overhead shoot 'em up. Kind of. Yeah, I remember. Well, it, I didn't play it long because it was it was not play, running well. So you go into like a old hospital and there's zombies and stuff. <laughs> it's like fire everywhere. It's um, it's an interesting game. Well, it's it's, okay. it's it's a it's a game world. I think that's established already. It was like part of the really. I think it's part of the White Wolf oh. series of. <laughs> didn't of, even know that. Yeah. Yeah, if you've ever heard I think, of... I think it was, I was at a store and I was like, what's the cheapest GameCube game I can buy? And mm-hmm. this was it, so that's why I bought it. Probably didn't do that well. I guess that's why it was one of the cheapest. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of um, Vampire the Masquerade? Yes, I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's part of that I think that I remember universe. reading about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different games in that, in that series. They've been across many systems, too. It's actually... Um, but that's, a, that's almost like a, a live-action game. Like a role-playing game. Well, when I say live-action, I mean in the real world, not... Mm-hmm. The vampire one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was only on PC. The uh, For the video game adaptations, you mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Those games are weird, though, because they're not, they're not RPGs. They're what are called storytelling games. Mm. So it's a little more, more um, story-heavy and a little more acting-involved. In terms of, you know, it's not so much dice rolling and figuring out statistics and things like that. It's more about the narrative of the game. Yeah. But I haven't played those. So. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what you were going to start telling me about it. No. No, I've only read about them. I haven't gotten into them, though. <clears throat> so that's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, I want to definitely update that. Actually, I, I need to install reinstall that emulator because... I did a, a fresh install of Windows 8 on my PC uh, a month and a half ago, so that is one of the um, the apps and the games that I have to put back. So that's all about all I had on that subject. Okay. Um, anything else on your on your list worth talking about? Uh, not much. I picked up a few games on my iPad mm-hmm. this week. Right. Anything? A uh, couple of things went free. Um, Pac-Man Friends, which has been free on Android, because it, it came out on Android a while ago. Yeah. So finally hit iPad, uh, iOS this, this year. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like a $6 game for some reason. That I don't get. Yeah. That looks, it looks like a really... They, uh, they, they cut the price in half, <laughs> and then now it's free. I don't know if it's a permanently or just for the week, but... Right. Pick that up. It's, you know, so-so. I didn't play it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet Run, another game. It's like a 3D Space Invader shooter kind of thing. Seems all right. Nothing special. Um, Vector, it's called. Mm-hmm. It, it had cool visuals, and it almost looks like the light cycles from Tron. Uh-huh. And you, but it's really basic. I, I don't know. I really don't get it. It seems, like, really too basic for it to be, like, a real game. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like they put a lot of work in the graphics, but the game itself is, like, almost non-existent. Hmm. Just move left and right, avoid the cars, and, like, road rash. You gotta, like, just tap and knock the guys off their bikes. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it was free, so... And then finally, I actually bought a game called Balloon Fight. <laughs> right. So that's uh, I, this, some this guy uh, what's his name Jen yeah, Fang even, something. We don't even know if that's the real name. I don't know, but it, it somehow got snuck into the App Store, and it's an adaptation of Nintendo's Balloon Fight. Mm-hmm. It's practically like a ROM hack, and um, he's charging a dollar for it. So I picked it up. Give it a try, and it's pretty good. I think it's like, I would say maybe ninety five percent perfect. Mm-hmm. It's missing two player support, and it's missing the the side scrolling level. But um, we we're actually uh, we did a video, a quick look on it. Yeah, I'd never played Balloon Fight on the NES. Yeah, so believe it or not, uh, that's I don't believe it. You don't believe it. How you missed out on Nintendo is still amazing to me. Well, I was as busy. someone who busy, <laughs> Why? I had a PC. Nintendo was like the entire later half of the eighties. I still had my Atari. But then you're like, because you were, you've always been into gaming, like since mm-hmm. you were born, pretty much. Yeah. So wasn't it like at some point in like 1987 when everywhere you looked was Nintendo eight bit stuff? Didn't you just stop one day and be like, I gotta pick up one of these things. I have to know what Super Mario Brothers is like. I guess, I don't know. I guess at that time I was I was uh, in college and I needed to get a PC because I was need, I needed I needed to be able to do my my programming assignments. I really wanted. You need your Lotus One Two Three. Well, <laughs> well, here's the th- I, it's, at the time I had an Atari eight bit computer before that through like the early half of the 80s and then you know then the 16-bit pc revolution happened so atari st and amiga came out and to me those were the next level of games like to me i'm like wow that looks noticeably better um the nes came along and i'm like oh that's interesting but it looks like more 8-bit action like whereas you know i felt like 8-bit was kind of over by then Hmm. Um, for me, the 16-bit revolution started in 1985 when those new computers came out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of just looking forward there. Um, Madness. I, I was not retro-minded. I did not think back then I needed to go back and play more 8-bit stuff. So you skipped over the 7800, the NES, Pretty and much. the Sega Master System. Yeah, it wasn't until... Because you did get a Genesis, a Sega Genesis. Right, right. Um, and I think before that, I think I had, I think I had a Game Boy. I think Game Boy. Now that's going even further back. (laughs) 
That you're in like Atari black and white days. But portable. That was that was the that was the lore so there. That was enough to sell you on that you could play Tetris so really, while you're on yeah, the toilet. My first Nintendo games were really Game Boy games more than anything. Well, I mean not not including arcade games like Donkey Kong. But Oh yeah, of course. <clears throat> but yeah, at the time that was that was just where my head was. Um but I don't know, I tried out Balloon Fight and it was fun. I liked it actually. I wanna I wanna play some more, but but playing it on the iPad was interesting because there was uh, the controls weren't a hundred percent to my liking. I was trying. I mean, I think it was it was slightly adapted to touch controls. It wasn't it wasn't like a virtual D pad kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Those I find a little more frustrating. This was more like you know you can it, it was sort of trying to read your your tapping moves as like you know left right or you know flap or don't flap. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. So if you tap on the left side of the screen. It starts to move left while it's ta- while you're flapping. Right. And same for the right. It starts to move to the right while you're flapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of liked it. I mean, you know, like like we pointed out, it was it's got some similarities to Joust, which is a favorite of mine. So I would play it. Well, again. that's why I thought it'd be interesting for you to try out, and surprising that you never did play it because. Mm-hmm. I, I to me it had always shared. To me, it was like Joust was great, and then Balloon Fight came along, and I was like, oh, this is like joust almost like joust light maybe even though it's sort of a little different but mm-hmm. it almost plays the same and um i liked balloon for a lot when i played it mm-hmm. but i could see i could see though the instances where you would want to be able to like like you mentioned you said like if you if you flap you know if you hold it down if you shoot straight up and you gains a height advantage a little more quickly yeah and that was that was a part of the game that I was I was struggling with a little bit. On the Nintendo one, if you press the B button, it does an auto flap, but it does it really fast, like mm-hmm. super fast. So you can go right to the top of the screen in a matter of like a second. Mm-hmm. On this one, and then the A button, you do a manual manual flap, so you had to actually just tap it really hard to um, or really fast to flap. But on this one, there's no different buttons, so it's just one one touch of the screen will right. flap at the same speed no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's a little trickier. So we should probably load up the emulator and you should play the original just to compare. Just to try I'm it curious because like you're working backwards. <laughs> <laughs> curious. Uh huh. Well, I think the same author has a version of Puyan. I know, and that's one of your favorite games too. I like that game a lot too. Uh, I think this is the NES version of Puyan. Oh, which is it? I think that's what uh, I did not notice. Yeah, that. one of our friends pointed out. Okay, and. Um, that's a game that I'm pretty familiar with, uh, you know, from, from the arcade minute. version. There's an NES version of Puyan? I don't, I don't think I have that. I don't know. I, that's apparently... That was the comment that I saw. Hmm. Um, but I, I feel like the Puyan is a type of game that really requires some, some like, really sharp accuracy. You know, you need to be... You need to place your shots exactly right, because uh, you have limited shots, and you can't just keep firing forever. So I'm I'm curious to see how well that actually works. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a game that I would want to subject to such imprecise controls. But remains to be seen. I might take the plunge on that one just to see. Really? I don't know. It's ninety nine cents. <laughs> I you... know. It's a big plunge. It's a big plunge. I don't know. Uh huh. It'll be it'll be curious. Well, this game might not last in the App Store anyway, so by the time I decide to do it, it might be gone. By the time this podcast airs, it might not even be available. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So we'll see. I'll see how that works. Um, I did check out that other game that you mentioned, uh, Retry. Oh, last week, yeah. Yeah, so that sounded that looked pretty pretty cool when you fired it up. So I tried it out. And, what did you uh, think of it? Um, it's it's interesting. I think um, I don't know. I guess in some ways it's almost like Flappy Bird. <laughs> it's got no. it's, it's got some weird similarities. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> you disagree? I will not want to admit that it had Flappy Bird mechanics. Uh huh. I'm sticking with looping from ColecoVision. All right. Well, that seems reasonable. It, it's probably closer to that. Uh, but in the sense where you keep your plane afloat by t- tapping yeah. the screen and, you know, choosing when it falls and, you know, when it rises and mm-hmm. so on. Um, so I th- I feel like in that regard it's similar. But I, I did try it out and um, I don't know. I... I, I I see areas in the in the uh, on the levels where I kind of want to be able to you know, like either you know like there's one point where your your plane kind of lands on the water and you kind of you're supposed to oh, let yeah. it you're supposed to let it sink into the water to find like one of the underwater coins and uh, there's other sections where I'm like oh this looks like a place I might be able to go but I'm not really sure because of the limited control scheme like you're not you know you're not really allowed to just wander anywhere you want in the game you have to sort of either be able to fly there or just, like, loop your plane without hitting anything. Because as soon as you hit something, it resets back to the last checkpoint. Um, So you don't really have a big opportunity to really look around. You're sort of just trying to get from... And the sprites are very large, so it's hard Mm -hmm. to really see what's ahead of you until the very last second. Right. Like, the viewpoint is kind of a tight focus. Mm -hmm. You don't really I wish it was, like, sort of like an Angry Birds thing where you can just zoom out. Like, pinch the um, screen and... I think... was there something in the game that lets you do that? Ooh, I don't know. I think there was an option where it says, like, you can use some of your coins to look at the whole flight path. Oh, okay. Maybe. I did, I did see that as one of the prompts. But I'm really stingy with, with coins? My, my coins in Me this too. game. I, well, you know, as you fly through the levels, you pick up these bonus coins that you can use to unlock uh, checkpoints. And I kind of don't want to use anything else. But I should try it out just to see what that does. Sure. Good idea. Mm-hmm. What else was on your playlist? Anything good? I haven't played anything else. No, no. There's a lot of new stuff coming out, but I'm waiting for a lot of the Black Friday sales, mm-hmm. hoping that maybe something big, uh, maybe an even better deal on the Sunset Sunset Overdrive Xbox bundle. Even better. Even mm. better than the price drop. We'll wow. see. Maybe I'm gonna hold out and take my chance. Okay. Probably not, though, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh-huh. Well, you've also been kind of eyeing uh, some PC components, too, recently, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very exhausting. I don't know how you PC people do it. You sound frustrated. There's too many options. There's too many uh, little details. And That's what I'm here for, though. I'm here uh, to be your PC advisor. Why do they do it? Why do they do what? Why do they confuse the consumer? It's not about confusion. It's about choice. It's about choice. I don't want choice. It's about having... I want them to tell me what I need to buy. It's about having this wide buffet of options. PC gaming and purchasing is very stressful. Mm, Well, it'll be less stressful. I like going to my Apple website and giving me two choices. (laughs) With a possible build-your-own option sort of thing. Uh Uh-huh. That I paid through the roof for. <laughs> it's, I, I, you know, but obviously, you're slow, well, it's you're more s- of a consumer product at that point. 
And what's PC? Well, I, PC is more of a, I feel it's more of a hobbyist kind of a thing. Oh. You know, where... Well, you're sl- you're almost getting me to buy this thing. I'm not... We, we put the bill together. Uh-huh. I haven't ever bought a PC for gaming ever, so I'm so close. I mean, personally, I think it's a good idea, but I want you to think it's a good idea. I just, I'm waiting for that final nudge mm-hmm. that convinces me that I need to buy a gaming PC. Yeah. I'm so close. Well, I think there's a, there's a pretty good deal on a video card right now. So I think that's, a, that's the cornerstone of your build right there. Having a solid vi- video card that you can lean on for years to come. Mm. That's, um, Will it run Puyan? Definitely. But that's true for anything. Oh, okay. I mean, except maybe your laptop. That my 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 Asus. <laughs> well, that's my work laptop. Though. Yeah, yeah. But still, you tried it and it didn't. No. Didn't quite cut it. Mm-mm. I blame that more on the emulation, though. I think really, that, that thing's like a six-core laptop too. Yeah, but it's that emulator's Java-based, and Java's just I don't know. It's it's almost like you know how Flash just doesn't run well on some machines, no mm-hmm. matter how powerful they are. Is that true for Java too? Uh, Java is just you know it's it's a highly interpreted language. So why don't they use HTML5? Why isn't that used more? I I couldn't tell you. You'd have to ask a programmer. Oh okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were the know all of everything. No, I draw the line in certain places. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure Java's got its fans, but. I, I can't explain why. Well, I enjoyed my Java that I just drank while we <laughs> recorded this podcast. Me too. Me too. I had some pumpkin spice. It was mighty tasty. Which um, I'm warming up to. That's yeah. it. All right. Well, thanks for everyone for listening. And please send us feedback. It's obbfeedback at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel. We, we added that coin drop uh, new video in our coin drop series where we look at some um, iOS games. And yeah, if, if, if in case you're not familiar, uh, coin drop is what we're labeling these videos where we take quick looks at mostly mobile games. It seems at by now, so up, far up, up yeah. to this point, <laughs> but it's going to be you know just a quick look, ten minutes or less, first time playing the game, and let's see what we think, kind of a thing. Yeah, and. Uh, Facebook is the best place to reach us, as always. It's the easiest, and everyone's on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. our Brooklyn Bites on Facebook. Send us a message. You know, leave us a comment. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care. See ya. Mm-hmm.